You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. I'm kind of behind the eight ball on this a little bit. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of the elephant in the room a little bit, and everybody's talking about that, what happened on Monday Night Football. And uh, it, there's, there's, there's a lot to that, the fact that everybody's talking about that. Uh, bring you up to speed, a football player just collapsed on the field after a play. He plays, well, I'll give you his name, Damar Hamlin, his second year in the NFL. Uh, plays on defense, and he was in a play and just collapsed on the field, and uh, medics had to really rush. People noticed. They said, we noticed the urgency. This wasn't just a sprained ankle. Uh, he, he was in dire need. They did CPR. They brought the ambulance on the field. They took him off. Uh, the expression, players were crying. Players were gathered in a circle praying. And uh, give you a little backstory on him. Turns out he's a pretty neat guy. Went to the University of Pittsburgh. It's near where he's from. Uh, while he was there, he had a, a real toy drive for children in need. Okay, so we started to GoFundMe. Uh, twenty nine hundred, no, twenty five hundred dollars was the goal, and he got twenty nine hundred dollars to give toys to children in need. That was the whole idea, right? Well, as it turned out, that was an outlet for people finding out because they were tuning in and going like, "What's happening?" You know, this was the probably the biggest football game of the year. The two number one teams in the American Football Conference, right there, Buffalo, and I forgot who they were playing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, uh, yeah, they got the Cincinnati. Yeah, um, so I can picture their quarterback. So, and they were finding out. Well, player collapsed on the field. They don't know his heart stopped or something. They don't know what's wrong. I mean, it was obviously, as the um, commentator said, we've never seen this in football. They stopped the game. They suspended the game. All the crowd was just standing there waiting, kind of praying. It was very quiet. You know, the, obviously the scene with the players on the field was tremendous but more about that here in a second so people were looking for something to do you know it's a situation like this they were obviously looking i want to do something well his manager the player's manager was on twitter and he was saying hey if you want to do something right he's got this gofundme for the kids in need this is where it is well it was obvious that people took hold of that and did something because it blew it went over three million dollars you know so that was incredible but here i am thinking uh, don't think that prayer is not is not doing much okay that is the most powerful thing that you can do if you are in prayer and i think I was listening and I stayed up because I wasn't on the air yesterday morning. So I could stay up late and see something that I'd never seen before. And like they were all saying, it was pretty obvious that these players were not going to play football again that night. They were they were distraught, distressed and distraught. You saw a side of those players that people had never seen before. You know. um, I've never seen Josh Allen crying on the field, not sad like that, not wondering what was going on. And I have never seen as large a crowd gathered in prayer. And that's what they kept showing on television. The biggest game of the year ended up with grown men on their knees in prayer. And and all the announcers, we've never seen anything like this before, you know. (laughs) And I kept thinking, 
I have never seen anything like that. Praise God, there's got to be rejoicing in heaven, right? That massive crowd praying. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Cup of Joe, morning show. Yes, on the hotline. Good morning to you, sis. Joe Hunter, it's me, your favorite, favorite listener and fundraiser, and Shay. Well, good morning to you. Calling from Havelock, North Carolina. I know it well. Well, kind of. I know you know it's in the state, but I'm not sure which part of it. So what's up? I would love to win a cup of Joe morning show mug and swag. Because I got a car that doesn't have sound like on it. And hell, I'm traveling here in North Carolina. You know, and you can stream live and listen here. That wonderful thing they call the Instagram net thing. www.com. Well, I'm glad you're listening. Uh, yeah, I have taken, you know, those big media types, they always take that winter break. So that's what I figured Cup of Joe Morning Show would do. Well, at least on Monday. So coming up Monday, the 9th of January, we'll have 620 and a 720 version of Monday Mug Day. And that'll be on the way. And the easiest possible question ever from the Bible, way back in the Genesis part of the Bible there. Just so you know, and uh, so it's come. I packed it myself. Give you a couple little samples of Joe Coffee. Yeah, that's what I'm all excited about. So that's on the way. All right, coming up. So that's that's going to be a pretty cool deal. Something to look forward to on Monday. You go, whoa! I can't wait till Monday. Really? A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Jeremy Camp getting started. Well, in this case, with the year, absolutely true. You couldn't miss it. You know, <laughs> everybody's talking about it. This and that and the other thing and all this stuff. I've never been one to like, you know, say, okay, this is the new year starting out in January. This is what I'm going to do. Major changes in my life have happened all through the year. They just, and a lot of them were unexpected, you know, I, without regard to what the date was or anything like that. So maybe that's why I forget important dates. <laughs> that's what's wrong with me. Hey, I am Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show, 734 almost. So I've been watching The Chosen, and I will tell you, if you want to, if you haven't yet, get the app, which it says Angel on the app. Okay, you always like to, you know, you can put that in, but that's the way to do it. That's the easiest way to watch. It's just a black square on your phone. And it says Angel, because Angel Studios is the one that did it, okay? But make no mistake, Dallas Jenkins is the one. He's one of the co-writers. He's one in charge of the content and stuff. He takes full responsibility. And he's really good about airing some of the negative comments again. It's, it can be quite funny the way he does it. Uh, the Chosen is in, they're, they're releasing every Sunday an episode of the third season. And so I wanted to get caught up because I've been behind. So while I had some days off and I was watching episode one, episode two is one of the ones that a lot of people are talking about because that's where Jesus is having a one-on-one -on -one kind of away from everybody else with little James. After he's sent the 12 out, he's commissioning the 12 to go out on a missionary journey two by two. He's sending them in different directions and telling them to take nothing, not even a, another tunic. You know, no no uh, pouches to keep money in or anything. You, you're, you won't be like anybody that's ever gone out, see? You're not like the others. I think it's funny. Who was it? That's, was it? Somebody said, well, I don't feel any different. And he said, you don't have to feel different to do my work. 
which I was that was a big deal right there. But that discussion that he had, now I don't want to blow it for you. You know, I mean, it's incredibly powerful. Believe you me. Because that that was the most emotional part, I think, of the entire so far three-part series. I For me, it is. I think. And I think maybe I was thinking of other people, and maybe you'll see what I'm talking about. And they do a great job. You know, obviously you have the issue with you don't want it to be American, you know, or European for that matter. They're Far Eastern people. Now, he's done a really good job mixing people in. What do you do with the dialect? Do you say, well, they're going to talk in Hebrew would be what they would. They do do some talking in Hebrew. It's kind of cool. But for the most part, it's English, but with a dialect. So it shows that they're not English. That's what they're trying to, that's what he's trying to show. So he's doing a, I think, I think a great job. I, one of the things I was impressed about in watching uh, Jesus, that's in uh, uh, episode three, right? He's watching Jesus at home with his mom, you know, in the house there. Very dark, isn't it? Very dark. I mean, how many, man, he's got like, Three or four lamps lit around there, but it, there's no windows. You know, it's really, really cool. And then one of the things I like about The Chosen is because you never know when there's going to be comic relief, right? So Jesus is having this pretty, you know, solemn discussion at times with his mom and talking about the celebration that's coming up tomorrow stuff. So he's got to get some rest. So he's making his way and he's going to climb up the steps to go, I guess, to his bed, but he's got a couple of sheep there, you know, <laughs> was surprised. He goes, oh, Cain and Abel. He's named them anyway. Um, so that was pretty, pretty neat. But um, you get to see Jesus through the eyes of those who followed him. That's the idea behind it. Okay. It's called historical drama. And, and Dallas Jenkins will say, yes, we are very careful to go by what the Bible says about people and what we know Right, but there's a lot of things that you don't know, and the surroundings, and people that knew people and stuff. You know, certain things that were said. So that is something that is part of the it's technically fiction because we don't know. Nobody knows. We know what people were like in those days. We know what they did. We know what they ate, how they traveled, things like that. So all that comes into play. So it's kind of cool, and I'm having a good time. I was, I was, I don't know. The cable truck showed up like mid morning yesterday, and then after that, I was having a lot of problems <laughs> getting trying to get through. I tried to get through episode three because last Sunday they just dropped episode four, and I wanted to get caught up with y'all, but I just reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I am Joe. I'm very excited to uh, tell you about changing a person. And I have fun with this because I'd love to be able to show you a photograph, but if you've seen her on television, oh, you remember what she looks like. No doubt about that. Kat Von D, the tattoo artist. Yeah, she has a reality show. Now, I will say this. I haven't really watched it. I mean, I've seen clips of it, of course. That's one of the dangers of flipping channels, you know. It still goes in your eyeballs. But she's a pretty famous tattoo artist and TV star. That's what got her really famous. And uh, she opened up recently on an Instagram post. Get this. She's throwing out books on witchcraft, magic, and the macabre to fight the spiritual battle. That's exactly what she said. She is known for her gothic aesthetic. Okay, just so you know. 
Uh, she said, I have always found beauty in the macabre, but at this point, I just had to ask myself, what is my relationship with this content? And the truth is, I just don't want to invite any of these things into our family's lives, even if it comes disguised in beautiful covers, collecting dust on my shelves. She was quick to say, I'm not putting anybody down. Whatever you want to do, that's your life, you know. And uh, she said, "I, you know, we're all on our own journey. But she certainly was revealing about her journey. It's uh, pretty amazing. She said, and this is Kat Von D, which that's her stage name, I'm sure. But she said, right now, it's never been more clear to me that there is a spiritual battle taking place. And I want to surround myself and my family with love and light. Wow. Well, Jesus is the light of the world. There you go. Well, get this. Now, this is interesting. It'd be, be great if I just stopped there. But they recently moved out of Los Angeles to Indiana. She wanted to do the small town in Indiana. I've been to a small town in Indiana. <laughs> That's about as... I mean, to stay inside the lower 48, as they say. That's about as drastic a move as you can make. I'm just laughing because it's, it's a pretty amazing. Uh, she also closed her famous L.A. tattoo parlor listed her California mansion for over $12 million. Oh, yeah. Now you're like, I want to get one of them reality shows. Stop it. Just stop it right now. She is encouraging her followers to, and I quote, make meaningful changes in their lives. What an exciting Instagram post. And, of course, we're continuing to pray for her, her spiritual battle, which... Who knows what that entails right there and her family. And we thank God for the leading. I mean, to physically get out. I mean, that's a pretty remarkable thing right there, right? That takes a lot. Takes a lot to give up that. I'll tell you that right now. Of course, I wouldn't know. But I would imagine that being in, being steeped in that, invested in that, you know, it takes a lot, but when you realize she's seen, she's seen a side that I think a lot of us thankfully haven't seen. But Cat and your family, you got God on you. He's going to win. He wins in the end. Okay, go with God, Jesus. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing the sound of life welcome to cup of joe morning show it's coming up on 8 30 boy that fog is my wife's right she called a little earlier i mean uh, it was like at seven or something i said it's not too bad it's not debilitating you know and she's like it's awful she, she texted me that and i could feel her emotions in that text never could do that before this may be a first and i said i'm sorry honey Pretty bad there, you know, and some back roads to get out to the Taconic and all that. You know how that goes. I guess one of my big memories from last year will be the time I had a flat tire on the bridge over the Hudson River, which there is no pull-off. So I had to limp along, you know, didn't want to drive too fast. Everybody in the county lined up there behind me. It's always fun, ain't it? You get over, thank God, there's a place, got asphalt and all that, you know. Man, that thing, those lug nuts were hard to get off. I said, I don't believe I'm going to be able to do it. I reached in my pocket for my phone. I left it on the charger right here at the studio. I worked through it. I made it through it. It was, uh, it was pretty amazing. And I was, 
I was quite accomplished. I was patting myself on the back. If I don't say it myself, I'm like, boy, all of a sudden, that was, you know, back into the 80s or maybe before. I'd love to hear your stories about your uh, tire stories. Yes. Yes, Chuck. No, 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 no. Yes, Chuck. What's up? Well, my daughter was in college up in uh, upstate. She hit a pothole. There was a pothole, and nobody was putting cones out, and it blew her tires. So she called Rotary Side Assistance. They took the tire off, put it in the trunk, put the donut on. Next, and she talked to me about it before she called, you know. Next day, she drives the car and says, Dad, I think I'm getting another flat. Why? Because the car is leaning to the left. I says, is that where the donut is? She says, yeah. It's a smaller tire. You're leaning to the left. Yeah, that's it. But it gets you, it'll get you down the road. It's better than nothing. <laughs> oh, Joe, it's so much better than nothing. You're right. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Hey, I am Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. Early on a Thursday, starting out kind of like yesterday, right? I saw this winter weather advisory thing going on on my phone, and I checked in snow tomorrow morning. I went, what? What is this? And then it was like, well, it's mixed with rain. There's no accumulation. I'm like, why? Do you, why? Why? <laughs> Why do you give me this big alert with a snow shape on it, snow flake on it? Yeah, okay. Those are my rant and rave this morning. Sometimes when you think things are... (laughs) You think you've got it tough with the animals and stuff. You think about Australia. They live near Hobart, and it was about 10 p.m. recently. They got a puppy, right, that they're trying to train... And it was a very strange bark coming from downstairs. You should know that they leave the back door open so the puppy can come, go out and come in. <laughs> and it's probably the last time they do that. A very strange bark. She ran downstairs. The woman did. The wife did. And the puppy has like this Tasmanian devil-shaped stuffed toy, plush toy. And she went to pick it up and it ran off. <laughs> It ran under the couch, and she said, I got the fright of my life. Yeah, house burns down. What happened? Joe picked up a toy, and it ran under the couch. It's the way it was, okay? It was a real Tasmanian devil. Now, I understand they made quite a sound. If you're old like we are sometimes, you've seen the cartoons with the Tasmanian devil. That's not too far from the truth. I know somebody that was fishing one time in Australia, and they heard this in the bush. They heard this terrible sound. He said it really scared them. And out came this little whirling dervish thing making this noise, you know. They're kind of toy-shaped, but when they when they run off under the couch, no. And then they got up on top of the kitchen table while the husband was chasing it around. <laughs> so, I don't need... No- got hurt, I don't think, or anything, but I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was so funny. I just got left it there. I don't know. I guess they got, they're okay, I guess. The Sound of Life. Very famous country star. Got a lage on them now. <laughs> but uh, They were being interviewed, big time interview. Been through a lot. So, you know, started when they were very young. Been through a lot, as you might imagine, and um, so the, the question, the, the person doing the questioning was kind of wondering about their values. She said, "Yeah, maybe that, maybe that Sunday school's kicking in." You know, it's kind of what she said. I thought that was kind of cool. It does. So take heart, those of you who have to put up with a lot to teach in church nowadays. It's tough. Right, you know, teaching nowadays is tough anyway because they've been their kids have been entertained at such a high level. <laughs> I remember back in the day, 
somebody was talking about, man, I have to compete with a big yellow bird. How am I supposed to do that in, in you know, <laughs> in school? It's kind of neat. Hey, I'm Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. That was Cochran and Company. Thank God for Sunday morning. And thank God for you. Absolutely. I came across something I thought was funny and true. Because we all know that the best comedy really hits home, right? It's a kind of a punch in the gut. It's a meme on Twitter, and a very dear person, Gianna, posted it. And you should know she's got cerebral palsy, and so she works out every day, struggles with the muscles in her body every day. So she's got that struggle going. And the meme is showing a guy on the phone. He's got it to his ears, just the look on his face. And the caption says, me calling God to make sure I'm registered for the fun and successful package and not that trial and tribulations package for 2023. You should know that there's there's no package. <laughs> you get it all. It's like alphabet soup kind of, right? You get it all. But don't we want that? We want that fun and successful package. That's the way we pray all the time, right? That's, it's kind of the way we want it. But here's the thing. Just picture you on the balance beam. Go back to this again, right? You're not going to get any kind of a performance rating if you just hug the beam, right? Oh, Lord, just pray for my family. Hope everything's safe. Keep the kids safe. Let them get in a good school. Let nothing bother them. No sickness. Keep it away from us, right? But all we're doing is just hugging that balance beam and going across, inching our way across until we die in our sleep, nice and peaceful. And you're like, what? People in the audience, what was that all about, right? Didn't do anything. So, yes, there's fun and there's success and there's trial and there's tribulation. And it's probably all coming your way. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Got another guy that broke into a New York school in a blizzard. Now, the one man did it with a bunch of people that he rescued. He broke into the school, keep him out of the weather. This guy just got into the school because he was in the blizzard as well, too. He's up near the Canadian border there in Jefferson County. 35-year-old guy. I mean, obviously stuck in, you know, no no way to get out and stuff. And maybe it saved his life. But, you know, he was he took advantage of the school, what the, all the school has to offer. Played uh, basketball in the gym, got snacks at <laughs> concession stand, and he even did some cooking at the home ec room. <laughs> I just thought, well, that's, that's kind of interesting. I don't imagine, you know, I'd, I'd have no idea. I'd, I think, first of all, we ought to look into how easy it is to break into a school, <laughs> but then maybe that's a whole nother report, but... It appears that this 35-year-old got to do a lot of things that he probably wished he could have done when he was back in school. Oh, God, you know? see, but, that up. But. What's it all about, boy? Elucidate. <laughs> the sound of life. Hey, I am Joe, and it's going to sound like a Dr. Tony Evans sermon, I guess, but it does have to do with the devil and leaving the back door open. I don't leave the back door open. <laughs> I don't live in Australia. But this woman does, this family does, they got a puppy, so they're training the puppy, you know, and so they leave the door open so they don't have to stand there, wait for the puppy and all that. Big mistake, I think. Well, it turned out to be. It was at 10 p.m. the other night, and woman's upstairs, the dog is downstairs, but she heard a very strange bark. 
and she ran downstairs and went to pick up the puppy's Tasmanian devil-shaped stuffed toy when the plush toy started running. (laughs) Why did Joe burn the house down? His toy Tasmanian devil started running under the couch. It went... I tried to reach for it, she said, and the devil shot underneath the couch. Boy, I've heard that before. Pastor's heard that one. She said, I got a fright of my life. I woke the whole family up. She does happen to live next to what they call bushland. I just don't leave the back door open. No. She lives in Sandy Bay is the official name of it. And they leave the door open for the puppy, and that's what happened. And... A little Tasmanian devil got in. I heard about them from a man who was my boss there for a while. I was fishing in Australia. And they said they heard this thing in the in the bush. He said, I thought this terrible bear-sized creature was going to come out of it. And this little thing comes twirling around. Like in the cartoons, they twirl around and make all that noise, everything. In case you're wondering, after all the excitement and hoopla at 10 p.m. the other night, the... Uh, the little devil did get outside and was did not appear to be hurt. Quickly, so, before it's go. too late, mm. press the superhero button. The sound of life. I must say, I was listening to Matthew West's podcast, which was pretty entertaining, Matthew. But honestly, I was listening on my phone last night. I don't know how it got there. So I don't know if you have some kind of special thing to break into my phone and put your podcast on there. That's one of the strangest things that's ever happened to me. I could not find where it was coming from. I I, I really couldn't. Now, and you know, you're going, oh, what an idiot he is. <laughs> I'm serious. I had to turn my phone off to, you know, to shut everything down and turn it back on again. I don't know. That's just one of those modern problems. That's kind of the way it is. Matthew would probably be like, we should have just kept listening until it was over. That's probably what God intended for you. Maybe. One thing I do know, though, is that my wife paid me quite a compliment last night, and I don't think she realized it. Sometimes I wonder about any kind of marriage relationship there. You know, men, the fuel that men run on is respect. Wherever they are, it's respect. And so when they don't get that respect, they move on generally. You know, most most men are not confrontational. You know, they have outbursts and stuff, but, you know. So she paid me a real high compliment by saying, and let me just say that I was putting up a shelf. All right. She, uh, a place where she worked... A little over a year ago, she got a new job now and stuff. So, but I guess she decided not to take the shelves. Maybe it was a reminder. I don't know. But they're little. They're little petite shelves. They're, you know, uh, not quite two feet wide. They're a few inches deep. You put little knickknacks on them, right? And I thought, ooh, that would look good there. She had a couple of them. But they're a little bit tricky to hang because the back of them on either side, they have a little device that the, the screw head fits into. And then it slides down on it. Maybe you're familiar with that. So you've got to make that placement just right. Or it's not going to fit right, right? And so it's all about how to make it look. Now, in case you didn't know, I did I did refresh myself on the YouTube video. The hack is take a piece of painter's tape, 
lay it across the back of your frame where you want the holes to go precisely. You can mark on that painter's tape exactly where your drill holes are going to go and then pull it off and put it on the wall. And then, of course, you have to make sure it's level, which is hard to do for tape. So you put it on a yardstick or something, and then that's what I did. And make sure it's level. Make a little mark. So when you get done, you got little pencil marks all over the place. No, I'm just teasing. But I did it. I had done one, and so I was doing the other because I had to get some more screws and little plastic things to go in sheetrock. So I did that, and I was going through the motions of putting it up, not paying that much attention to my wife. You know, she's sitting there and looking at her phone or something on TV or something, you know. I don't pay attention to what she's... Anyway, so it was it was a little tricky getting it in. You know, I was patient. I was really basically praying that I had put those little marks in the right place because <laughs> you don't want to make another hole in the wall, you know. And then I, you know, it, it took a little bit and I, and I got, and it went in. I don't know if it was like a special miracle or whatever, but I was very thankful. And they went in and there it was and stuff. And my wife said, wow, that's hard to do, huh? She said, the maintenance guys, when they would move my office, they would have to rehang those. And they would be like, please tell them to stop moving you because these things are really hard to put up. They they really had a hard time putting those up. Ooh, my ego yeah, went forward, good buddy. Yeah, it went way up, man. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Good morning. I am Joe. And today we're talking about things to help you out in winter weather, presuming that it will return to some. But these are things that are really cool. I looked at this and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this right here, at least some of these, right? Because if you travel in the Adirondacks, even the Catskills, certainly in Western New York, I don't want you to get in trouble. And if you got some things in your trunk of your car or in the car, you can help out. You know, I know people that used to travel in the Adirondacks all the time. They would always throw a heavy coat in, boots, you know, about $10 worth of candy bars and keep you alive, things like that. But there's some really practical things. Number one is a portable battery jumper. I got one of those. A couple years ago, we bought one. It's now in my car. They're, le they're, they're smaller than a loaf of bread nowadays. That's amazing. And they got a USB on them. You can uh, charge your phone and stuff. You can start your car. They can be invaluable. It's amazing, the technology. Like those LED road flares. I got me get me some of those. They're not the old-fashioned. They're LED lights. They last forever. And there's no worry about, you know, flames or anything like that going on. The traction mats, I don't know if I've ever used those, but, you know, lay them down in the trunk of your car. It might help you out or somebody out. They got these really cool things now. Portable hot water kettle. Plugs into your 12-volt adapter. Get yourself some fresh snow. We get some more of that. Places, put them in there. Make yourself a hot cup of tea. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. All the other drivers would be like, wait a minute. <laughs> And then there's the heated USB blanket. Any type of an emergency blanket would be good. But this thing is one with a USB adapter. And now you have options on staying warm. I posted the link on the tip sheet on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Uh, I'll see if I can't find it on Twitter. Post the Twitter link so it's a little bit easier to read for you. Helping that's you what I'm talking about. Waking up with a Cup of Joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. 
Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Back in the day when the phones were on the desk in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, or to the wall or something, and you, you could only, you had to stand right there to talk on the phone. Uh, our phone number was listed as an appliance dealer in the newspaper for an ad. This is in North Carolina. We wondered why one Saturday morning we're getting all these calls. Wanted to know if we had our refrigerator on sale. <laughs> is that Whirlpool on sale? You got, you know, and it was like, what is happening? And so, I mean, they didn't do anything. They just, said, oh, we better change that, you know. So, something similar, we think, has happened to this woman. Now, she is in California, but I don't know what part of California, because that makes a lot. Oh, Sacramento, yeah. Yeah, they get cold weather out there. Well, before Christmas, she got a, a couple of heaters. And she's like, I didn't order these. And the next day, she got a couple of more. And you know, she may get like three or four in one day. So she now has 100 space heaters that she got at her home. All mysteriously sent to her. It's like somebody, is this like Candy Camera? Remember that? So they figured, the best they can figure is they're coming, they're all coming from multiple locations all over the country. They suspect her address was mistakenly listed as a return address for an Amazon space heater seller. Okay. And, you know, I was thinking, well, Sacramento, you know, it's like, Honey, you just wait till it gets cold. You'll be in the driver's seat. Let's get right? serious. Seriously. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Good morning. I am Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. Love to hear from you, of course. Yes, Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. Who's this? Good morning, Joe. Um, last week you were talking about Chuck Colson and his prison ministries. I'm a former assistant district attorney, and I spent the last 20 years working at the parole board. We did have a couple in our church. They're both ex-cons. They've come clean, but they repented. And they turned to Christ. And it was kind of funny when I mentioned that to some of my fellow law enforcement employees. Some of them had <laughs> not so pleasant looks. They were rather shocked that I would do that. But I think that was the Christian thing to do. Mm. Hope that. I just wanted to contribute. Thank you, and God bless. The Sound of Life. Good morning. Encouraging you on a Friday. 715 is always special, right? New Year's, all the talk about resolutions, what's wrong with them, what to really do, make micro-resolutions, write them down. <laughs> the hardest part is that you're not doing it now, so you've got to really do something, you know. The, the typical one is, well, I want to get in shape. I got to start exercising. Well, you don't do it now, and you're going to have to carve out an hour of your day that you're not doing now to do that. That takes a lot, doesn't it? Right? Unless it's part of your job or something. That's amazing. But I know one of the big ones for Christians is, oh, I gotta increase my prayer life. Gotta do better on my prayer life. I'm not I'm not criticizing, judging, anything like that. I said that for years. But do I really? You know, and I think about it, I thought, man, God is living in me. I mean, I'm praying all the time. I'm not awake very many seconds. Before I'm thankful, and maybe a lot, maybe the pandemic had a lot to do with that. 
You know, I wake up, take a deep breath. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know, every time I turn around, I'm just saying thank you for this convenience. I think about all these people around the world. You know, right now they're struggling. They're looking for a piece of fruit to eat. They're looking for wood to build a fire just to heat. You know, I turn a button, boom. Everything's so easy. I'm just thinking that's just typical if you go through so many things, right? You can, in case you didn't know, you can whisper prayers as you wash the dishes. You can focus your mind on God's goodness as you drive to work. You can dream for your child's future as you change diapers even. And you can find good in the mundane of today right now. Wow, that's awesome. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. I'm Joe, Cup of Joe Morning Show. Yeah, the, you're the light today, man. I tell you, maybe the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> it's always tomorrow, right? So I was going to bring you an update on Aaron Tucker from Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's been a few years since he was a 32-year-old, week out of jail, had a job interview, grabbed the dress shirt the halfway house had given him, brand clean everything. He's getting on the bus to go to the job interview, and they spotted a car. It had just hit a tree and flipped over, and good old Aaron jumped out and became a hero. He kneeled down, unbuckled the driver, pulled him away from the wreckage. He kept telling him, you're going to be okay. Car was covered in flames moments later. He took his nice, clean shirt, used it to help the driver's head from bleeding. Firefighters, EMTs got there, you know. He missed his job interview, but they understood. He got a lot more job interviews that day. And and a GoFundMe that raised him $50,000 because people like heroes and they thought wow this guy deserves a break and he got a big break that day right he wasn't setting out to do that it just happened in an instant and Aaron did it so I'm doing a little follow-up and I almost was gonna say no I'm not gonna talk about that Aaron got in trouble again um I don't know if it was a year later but it's been a few years so I don't know I don't know if he's in jail or not but as a former felon, you can't have a, a firearm, and he did. And he got in trouble again. He didn't post bail or anything. And so I don't know where he stands, but he's probably in trouble with the legal system. You know, it's tough. It's tough to be in. There have been some very famous people. I'm thinking of Daryl Strawberry, you know. He was, I remember when he got in trouble, and he just could not not stay out of trouble. He said, I just go back to the neighborhood. I'm back in with the old friends and stuff. I can't do that. You know, they just get me in trouble. And now, Daryl's out preaching for Jesus. It's amazing. And I pray that for Aaron. I don't want to just say, forget him. Because society would. Sweep him away. Put him back in a cell. You're done. You know, how many times does it take, Aaron? We tried to help you. That's it. You know. God's going to be with you. And I pray that people that from fine organizations like the Colson Center would come and visit him and, you know, get a pathway in it and he would be on a road of redemption. And maybe in a few years, he's a young man, maybe in a few years, he'll be going around preaching, telling his story, you know, and you'll be thinking, wow, God can do anything, right? It's amazing. I love that. God can take broken people to help him heal broken people. That is one of the most amazing things about God. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, 
you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. I am Joe, and I'm having a good time thinking about uh, some of, of the calls that I've had in regards to winning my mug, right? It's Monday Mug Day. Not today. Today's Friday. But since it's Friday, might as well bring up the fact, do a little plug for Monday because I'm back. With Monday Mug Day, 6.20 and 8.20. I tried it one time at 6.20. I had so much fun, just so you know. I know you're 8 o'clock people, but, you know, 6.20, 7.20, if you really want my mug, it'll be easy and a lot of fun to do. And I got into it one time because I was, this is before I started taking questions from the Bible, which are ridiculously easy. This question was not all that ridiculously easy. All right. So I got a hold of a person on the line, and it went something like this. Hello, this is Susan. Hey, Susan. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. I'm on my way to work. All right. Good for you. Do you want my mug? I do. That's a good thing, because <laughs> you got an opportunity to win it. All right. Well, here is the question. According to Today in History, 1954, the first Bevatron went in operation in Berkeley, California. Was it a popcorn maker, an electric car, or a particle accelerator? I'm going with the 1954. Would it be a particle accelerator? Yes, it would, man. <laughs> I don't know what you do, but you should be the boss. Uh, science teacher. <laughs> oh, oh, look at you go. Ah. So now you can explain to the rest of us what in the world is a particle accelerator? Uh, well, it's if it, 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 they uh, use electrons to like bang off other elements and make things change. Uh, the most simple explanation. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I got a neat story for you that actually happened. Sometimes. Things just come at you sideways that are so good. <laughs> you know, it's like, I could just, I'm just going to remember this probably for the rest of my life. You know, I'm sure it'll fade a little bit, but there'll be times when Mr. Lawrence will remember this as long as he lives. And the little girl that's responsible for it has no idea. You know, no idea. So he's a teacher. He said, this morning, during my first period, the kids could tell that I was a little off. <gasps> Boy, can they tell. So they uh, they asked why I wasn't acting normal. <laughs> kids, I mean, man, you got to love them. He said, I explained to them that my wife's father had passed away this weekend and that I was worried about her. And they all said they were sorry. And then we got started, you know, doing our classwork and stuff. And there's, he's standing at the door giving hugs and high fives as a transition they dismiss into second period. And this one little girl, all right, she stops and she puts something in my hand. And she said, this is for your wife. I know it was real expensive when my daddy died and I don't really want ice cream today anyways. Wow. So it was a card with a little note on it that said, Ms. Lawrence, I'm sorry. A little sorry face and three quarters. And Mr. Lawrence, the teacher's right, man. We could learn a lot from kids, couldn't we? 
You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.